Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of the Charity Stripe Podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, in the water, do you believe we have a great show for you guys today? We're talking some hoops, so buckle up, tuck it into your waistband, because here we go. Three, two, one. We're back. We sitting here. I'm supposed to be the franchise player. And we in here talking about practice. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Pitch your free throws, cuz. They have a re so 333 coming hot at you guys, and so 332. And I'm joined on this one by Alex Tossman, the Rockdisopolis, and Nikki Snacks Kreider. And we got a quick one for you guys today. Some awesome fan questions coming up in the works for everybody. Um, basketball, we're almost there in the playoffs. Different playoff this year. We kind of saw it last year, but now we're doing a play-in tournament. Question number one from Donzi Flume, our boy in San Antonio. Will the play-in tournament be a boom or bust? Um, well, just so you know how the play-in tournament works, seven plays eight, and the winner of that game is the seventh seed. Then the loser plays the winner of nine versus ten, and the winner of that game is the eight seed. That's how the play-in tournament works. It's a little convoluted, but there's more games and more matchups, which is pretty exciting. We're very close. We have, some teams have like less than five games left as we sit here and chat right now. Um, we're going to Nick and I, uh, this is a recording Wednesday night where we're going to Lakers versus Rockets and the Lakers are one of the teams that's in the playing game right now. They sit a game behind the Mavs and the Blazers. So in the Western conference, we have the Blazers at 10, the Mavs at six. They are both tie with the same record. Lakers are a game back. In Blazers, the Blazers at five. Blazers, Blazers at, five. at five. Yes. Sorry. Mavs at six. Lakers at seven. A game back. Warriors eight. Grizzlies nine. Spurs 10. So right now, as it stands, Lakers play the Warriors. People, LeBron versus Steph. Then you have Ja taking on the San Antonio Spurs in the Western Conference. In the Eastern Conference, you have my lowly Celtics as a seven seed playing. LaMelo Ball's back in the Hornets. Then you have the nine seed Pacers versus the 10 seed Wizards. They had a great duel the other day. I think the way the matchups stand right now, it should be exciting. We saw LeBron come out and complain a co- like maybe a week ago. And I think that's just because his team's in the playing game. For all intents and purposes, I know it's like, hey, everyone get a trophy. Hey, everyone gets to participate. Um, but I think it's going to be exciting basketball. It's just extra basketball. What kind of fan wouldn't want that? There's no. So, not- 
I don't think it could flop really. The playing game, yeah. the seven seed and the eight seed play, right? Is that what you yes. said? Yes, correct. So the loser of that game, though, gets to play the winner of the other game, right? Two lives, correct. But so they get two lives, but the nine and the 10 get one life, right? That's right. correct. Yes. Okay. Sudden I like death. it. I think it's cool. I mean, it's it's sudden death for um, you know those other teams, and I think it adds to the intensity. Um, it's kind of more of like a structure that I guess baseball has for the wild card, and mm-hmm. then also you know with football, obviously you get one week to to get it done, one game to get it done. So I like the intensity. So I think it'll boom. Yeah, I think it's one of those sports. It's uh, now that you bring up baseball. Obviously, you have March Madness, and everyone knows football is one and done it's really the last major sport that's not implemented a one and done element. Well, there's hockey, which we don't necessarily cover on the charity stripe podcast. Um, but it's the last one to not implement that in my mind. There's no way it can really flop toss. There's just more, more opportunity for, for games. There's, I don't think it's going to flop. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's just, it's more basketball, especially if we get to see more Steph Curry. Um, we all love it, but for the Lakers, it's it's not that bad. I mean, you take care of business, you're the seventh seed, exactly what you thought you were. Um, so you just got to go and do your thing. Same thing with the Celtics, right? And it's just, it adds a little bit more spice for the nine and 10 seed to, uh, to jump in there potentially. And I think those teams are all really, really close. They're all deserving of a spot. Um, and what better way than to duke it out over the play and tourney? I think it's good. No and I don't, I don't think it's, out. I don't think it's too, overwhelming for them to play these type of games before getting to getting to their first playoff matchup if they get there well hey if you're the seventh seed you get a quick tune-up game like the lakers go you take care of business against a good warriors team get that tune-up game against a good team like it, it worked for ucla in march madness they got that game against michigan state and were able to take it all the way yeah a bad warriors four. team and steph but yeah, yeah i get your point Hey, Wiggins had what Wiggins have 40 the other night. Um, but yeah, I think there's no way this thing flops. I'm excited to see the matchups. I kind of hope the Lakers, I want LeBron to win, you know, or go as deep as possible. It's exciting for the, the history of the game, but I need to see something new. I just need to see, I'm pulling for the Suns and Jazz so hard right now. Um, speaking of the Jazz kind of, and the Suns a little bit, maybe, I don't know. From Hajir in New Jersey, top five centers in the NBA today top five centers in our graphic coming out today we have Embiid qualifying as a forward for the first team all nba but i think we could lob him in here with the centers i would say just to throw it out i would probably go Jokic at the one of guys i would want in order guys i would want i'd probably want Jokic, then Embiid, then bam then gobert and is it crazy to say capella is my five it's not mm-hmm. it's not crazy that fifth spot is like it's kind of up to debate, right? Yeah. You want to throw I, DeAndre Ayton in there? I'd probably say Ayton myself at five. Yeah. But I think I think you have the four down perfectly. Vooch? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I think Vooch is... Probably is the five. Right now, better than both Clint Capella and DeAndre Ayton. Um, and, and just to circle back on what you said about Embiid, the only reason why we have Embiid as... In the in the um, All NBA team, the only reason why we have him as a forward is because that's an NBA rule. They've clarified. It's not us playing games, right? We're not just messing around. Like they've clarified that Jokic and Embiid can both be forward slash centers. They're both centers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, so we have. Is that fair though? Jokic first, then Embiid. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah if Jokic right. is going to win MVP. How can you not put him can, first? Can AD classify as a center? AD? Are they each going bigs then? I mean, I think if we could... Well, I I'm, think, I'm asking if he can classify as a center. I would, I would classify him as a power forward. I mean, they play him alongside... Like, you guys are about to go watch him play alongside Andre Drummond, who yeah. to me is a center. Yeah. Um, well, he's not but I would say... Unfortunately, AD. AD's like a, a four or five. Yeah. AD's like a four or five. And Bede's like a five four. I still think it's kind of when he was in New Orleans. Though, I still think it's a stretch. He was the five in New Orleans. Yes, yeah, but there was well, Boogie Cousins was there too at one yeah. point. I, I think a lot of people consider Carl Anthony Towns a five. So you know you could oh, yeah. you could put oh. him ahead of Jokic uh, ahead of Vucevic. Sorry, I forget. I'm ahead of Jokic. They're close though. Yeah, I mean, Cat. It's just we haven't seen. He's just back to back seasons been in and out of the lineup. Look, he's probably ahead of Vooch. Cat's probably the five there. I, right as it stands right now, I still would take Bam Adebayo over Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, I mean, best availability. Best ability is availability. Yeah, Sorry. that's true. He's <laughs> also, he, he's he also plays. Put up, he's put up like a good case for defensive player of the year. Absolutely. Bam is quietly having his best season of the year. And obviously he passes the ball really well for a big man. And that's something that you need in your toolbox as a, as a big in the NBA today. Yeah. His, his raw athleticism is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, but yeah, I think that's, I think that's a, we kind of hit everybody with Aiton. It's good to see that Aiton's kind of the next guy in though. Just to like that's, an for, easy, that's an easy position to break down center. Yeah. If we could, if we're throwing, yeah. Comparatively to like, I think the point guard role and I mean, obviously the forwards are probably the hardest, but yeah. If we're lumping all the forwards together, then it's tough. If we're lumping the power forwards together, again, I don't have – if we're throwing AD in there, to me it's Giannis, AD, Zion, Sabonis, then, or Randall Sabonis. I think that's – I think it's – I honestly almost have an easier time in some respects to that because the Cat-Vooch situation is a little tight right now. Cat at his best can for all intents and purposes be number three at the center spot. He's just in and out of the lineup too often. So these other guys have had a chance to kind of grow their game. I mean, look, we shout out Capella, who probably isn't in that top five of centers, but he's he's you know capable and honestly, you probably throw money on him throw getting fourteen plus boards a night, which is just huge. Yeah, he's he's all team do his job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he he's he does what you need him to do. He's a rim running big. He grabs rebounds. He blocks shots at the rim, and he finishes when he's within five feet. So yeah. That's what you want him to do. Other guys, shout out that are not in the top five, not really close, but like have had good seasons. Chris Boucher, Daniel Gafford. Yeah, Gafford has been a revelation, a huge pickup for the Wizards, honestly. I would love to see our boy Jared Allen kind of take that next step. I just Cleveland is so desolate. It's just a desolate spot. You know, I, I think shady pick to kind of take that next step into the top 10 for me is going to be Wendell Carter. He was having a good year before he got hurt is Christian Wood. Yeah, he's another big. I mean, we may see him tonight, Nick. Who knows who we're going to see in this in this Lakers Rockets game? Yeah, the Rockets are 16 and 53. Can you believe that? Yes, I can. Their well, now, their roster is really bad. The yeah, they're terrible. depleted. Depleted in half. Who tools faster than the Thunder? Quick gotcha. The thunder. Easy. Yeah, easy. I agree with Nick. The Thunder. Um, the just the, the amount of picks that they can turn those into two good players right now if they needed to. They're not going to. I mean, they're gonna they want to hit in the draft, obviously. Um, but I just think that you can't you can't pass on that draft capital compared to what the the Rockets have. I think the Rockets have 
unfortunately kind of struck gold with some of the guys that they do have on their roster that are young, like a guy like Kevin Porter Jr. Like where was that? Where was the? Sentence? I also, but I think, the, I think the Thunder have really too, though. I think the Thunder have struck gold with Shea Gilly. I mean, they knew what they were getting when. Yeah, they yeah, but you, you and knew Lou Dort what Shea like, was though. Yeah, but Lou Dort. Yeah, Lou Dort is definitely a diamond. He was a diamond in the rough. But like Kevin Porter Jr., he was he was passed on. He was supposed to be a guy that was maybe just going to live out the rest of his days in the G League or be the end of the bench scorer kind of guy. And now he might be their next guy. Additionally, with yeah, Jay Shante has been fantastic. So has uh, Kenyon Martin Jr. His you know Kenyon Martin's son, longtime NBA vet. He's really popped off. I mean, they've gotten like a lot of good minutes out of guys that you before the season were like, who are these guys? They mm-hmm. might not even sniff the court. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, not that I'm of, not that I'm thrilled about those guys on my roster, but bright spots in their dark, dark season. The darkest. I just didn't. I mean, I don't know. I guess the Harden situation was so up in the air. I just a healthy John Wall and a healthy James Harden that got their fullest would have been exciting basketball. It's just like another what if in the NBA. Um, speaking of what ifs, kind of not really. Jackson in Canada wants to know what's the hardest title to win. He says it's a PGA Championship. It's the hardest title to win. Now I want to throw this out there. I've been watching this F. I didn't have been watching. I started the F1 series on Netflix. Hear good things about it. Great things. Shout out to Cody Stroll, friend of mine from college. Nick, you're in a fantasy baseball league with him. I, I knew him before I knew you. Yeah, it's plausible. Honestly, very I met him freshman freshman year. (laughs) Yeah, Nick and I didn't meet till we were seniors. Go seniors. Um, anyway, that's our that's our Cody Stroll moment. That's our big Cody Stroll moment. The Cherry Stripe. Shout out to to his family. Shout out to his family. Uh, he recommended the series. Been up my ass about it. Started it last night with our buddy Big G, um, former guest of the Stripe. And I may say, like winning like some kind of Grand Prix, like one of those races. One of those major races is like impossible because you could be, I mean, I guess the best drivers drive for the best cars, but not to spoil too much of the series, like beating Ferrari and beating Mercedes is like impossible. Yeah. Because of the money they could, there's no regulation. The amount of money you have, you can just pour it into the car. So the the companies with more money can get the bigger and better cars. I only know what I've seen from Ford versus Ferrari, the movie with Christian Bale and Matt Damon, which is a great picture, but Seemed like it was a pretty tall feat to, um, you know, beat Team Ferrari with Team Ford because they just have so much money to pour in those cars, and it's really all they care about. Ford is more of a company that cares about quantity over quality, right? Manufacturing mm-hmm. cars in the United States. They're like a it was like a worksman car, right? Exactly. But Ferrari is more of a luxury performance car, and so yeah, they've got so much money to put, and those cars are millions of dollars. Reminds me of matchbox car racing that people used to do where you know they'd, they'd have their dad build them a little mini car hot wheels not no, no the, matchbox. Not, you like, get in the, like it's like little kid size like you get like in the, it'd be like a wooden version basically oh. you'd like hand make it craft it oh you guys are good dads my dad sucks well no well, that's my thing is like my dad <laughs> who's probably listening to this right now could not have been a worksmith and made those cars but maybe <laughs> someone else's dad works with steel or something like that as a metal worker and puts together this sleek, fast car. Well, that's what that, what this one guy, you see a glimpse of this guy, Daniel Ricardo, who at the time, I guess in season one was driving for Red Bull. His father put together a car for him and that's how he started as a kid. 
I was always like, how the, okay, the Dale Earnhardt Jr., I get that, but how do the rest of these fuckers start doing driving? Like, what, you know, at what point are you like, is it like, hey, I'm, I crushed my road test and like, you know what, screw it, let's just dip out of high school and start racing in the South? Like, at I what point? Like a lot of those kids start probably getting behind the wheel at age like 12 or 13. Their parents are like, all right, like, we'll, we'll let you go like in a parking lot or like, we'll take you to like the boonies and go out and, because a lot of those kids probably do like races for, um, you know, motocross or like IndyCar or, or like, or, uh, go-karts, like, right? Go-karts. Yeah. Where you can do it at a younger age too. So that's what it looked like. It looked like they were doing like these like little go-kart races and that's how he was getting acclimated to driving on the track. Cause it's not like, obviously it's not like driving a regular car. Right. I mean, there's, there's a gas and brake, but other than that, but those race, that to me looks like one of the hardest things to win. Just kind of, like I, I, I agree with you. It's definitely up there. I'm curious. It, does he think the PGA championship is harder to win than the masters? I mean, what, what makes it harder? You know, the thing about the PGA championship in comparison to the masters yeah. or the open is that it's a different course every single time. It's true. So you don't have the the luxury yeah, if you played the course Augusta. before being like, I know how to play hole 13 at Augusta because I played it four times. Yeah. Right. It's very true. That's so you, true. You get that switch up. And then I'll throw up tennis just for the sole purpose of there's just so many, there's just like an upper echelon of dominant tennis players. So to break into that top three or four, it seems is so brutal to break into that top three or four swimmers when there's one guy at, his, at their one guy or girl at their peak. There's just always in the Olympic type sports or the individual type sports. It's very rare. I mean, at least from, you know, just kind of first glance that there it's, it's really up in the air ever. It's always one individual athlete is just consistently dominating. I got one for you. Yeah, please. World series of poker. That's gotta be the hardest one to win because when you enter the World Series of Poker in Las Vegas, you're going up against thousands of people. And the cards aren't coming your way. They're not coming your way. There's nothing you can do about that. It's a lot well, of luck. If, if the good guys are playing the bad guys, if the really, really high skill level players are playing lower skill level, they can beat them right. in a round of poker with whatever they're given. Okay, the, the higher skilled guys make it pretty far, but there's still an aspect of luck. I mean, if you're going sure. up against thousands of people, there's probably a few hundred of them that are really, really skilled, probably even more than that. Yeah. So yeah. I don't, I don't think there's a lot of guys who've won multiple world series of pokers. Yeah. I don't, I'm trying I mean, to, I'm looking it up now. Um, I know. I mean, if we can, if we can say that a sport, I guess, I mean, it's, it's what we see on ESPN cause it's covered every year on ESPN, but that's the only reason why it's considered sporting, you know? Looking at it right now to see bracelet leaders by decade. Um, in the 2010s, Michael Mizraki won in 2010, 2011, 2012, 2018, 2019, won five times. Phil he's Ivey won it all. 10. He got first place in all of them. World Series of Poker bracelet. Yep. Phil Ivey has 10. Yeah. Phil Ivey 10. He won seven. Well, that's pretty wild. I mean, that's wild. Yeah, you would think. I mean, there's just guys that are just so. I mean, like, but Lewis Hamilton's won since like 2010. I think he's won like seven times. The Grand, he's won it all. I mean, he's you know in, in F1. It's just those. It's just usually those upper echelon people are just so tough to beat. Whereas kind of, and like the American sports, I guess you can get lucky. But even then, we see like LeBron in it every year. Yeah, 
What's the easiest championship to win? Easiest championship to win? I mean, it, it's got to be football just because there's so many players on the team. If you're talking about from an individual level, you know, if you're on a 53-man roster. The likelihood is up. Right. Yeah. I would say the, the easiest. March Madness. March Madness, you can get lucky. You can get individual awards. It's tough, but you could kind of get lucky and win the Cy Young. We've seen that. I've seen that. It's like MVP is a bit tougher. You really got to be a good baseball player to win MVP. Can you get lucky to win the Cy Young, though? You have to have a dominant season. But how many randos have we seen win it like in the past few years? Like Keiko was random as hell. Priscello, Ari. I wouldn't Dickey. say that was random. I mean, they're good pitchers. They're like, you know, they're number good. two. They're twos, three. Purcello's like not even on a roster and he can't even make a roster. He had like one good year. And now it happened to win the Cy Young. You could get luck. You could catch lightning in a bottle when the Cy Young is my point. Like Ari Dickey, come on. He wasn't like, he was incredible. You know, you have to be like, there obviously there's guys like Scherzer and Mad Max, you know, who are just so Degrom are so super dominant. But we see, I, I feel like we see, you know, every now and then, just guys kind of get catch lightning in a bottle and then pull off that magical season. Yeah, Cy Young. Good uh, question. Yeah, really good question. Uh, how kind of in the same vein, uh, Jake and Austin wants to know hardest position in sports. He kind of cheated a little bit here and said NFL head coach. I think that's a funny B don't not a terrible answer and C, but definitely don't agree. I could stick in the NFL. It's I could say like name a number between one and 10. Okay. 13. Yeah. <laughs> it's like zero. Like, all right. Like, come on. Fun question though. I would say hardest position in sports. I would probably say it has to be probably a quarterback the end of the day in professional i mean the worst position is closer or kicker or like the fourth man in an olympic relay like something where the pressure is just stupid high and like so you wouldn't even want to deal with it but quarterback through and through you just have such a major handle on the game uh yeah i mean i think the quarterback definitely has the most responsibility of any position in any sport just because they got to learn their own playbook they've got to learn the defensive schemes they're always in the film room you know taking notes studying um i think it was peyton manning who like knew every single player on the other side of like the ball when it comes to defense like where, where they went to high school like where they went to college who they were like he studied everybody so it's a lot of it has to do with like off the field stuff too just having your mind prepared but in terms of like physicality and like actually being sound at your position i mean catcher is pretty difficult i feel like um, yeah, all the catcher I, or goalie type goalie, of positions. Yeah, well, although I was thinking about hockey goalie, but like every now and then you hear about that like backup, that like emergency goalie that drives like a Zamboni that comes in and like saves the day. I'm like, if an average Zamboni driver can do it, how hard can it really be? You know, I mean, I know those guys are probably great at hockey and you're getting like pucks flown at you at hundreds of miles an hour, but I think that potentially cornerback defensive back could be the hardest position it's unforgiving it's a terrible i don't know why people do that you have to be sick in the head to be some kind of cornerback honestly it looks terrible i think with a lot of these things that are really difficult in particular cornerback it's as we've talked about in those draft episodes the wide receivers are only going to get better and better right. more athletic faster on the faster, outside great at the press jump higher they're getting bigger it's impossible it's an impossible job well, it's yeah. also like the Especially guys, with the, 
especially with penalties too. Like, yeah, you can't touch them. The guy, and plus, like the guys who play corner and receiver are kind of similar, like in athletic ability at least, in, in stature. And which one are you going to pick? You're going to pick wide receiver, the glory position, catching touchdowns, or are you going to pick cornerback on defense? Well, there's always yeah. that joke in football where it's like that's why you play defensive back because you can't catch, right? Like if you can't catch, but you're like athletic, you play corner. But I just think that position is, is like one of the biggest positions in all of sports that your odds are stacked against you in every aspect. Yeah. And the way the game is being played, like we're saying, it only gets harder. There's just more and more. There's the slot guys and the slants are so tough to cover. Like being a slot corner was like, you know, you didn't have it. You didn't really have that. It was like every other, maybe every once in a while you were on like a nickel set. Now, a lot of teams come out of the gate three corners. You need to have that three corner. You need to have that slot, man. I mean, like, now guys are making a major living on it, getting high draft picks because of it. Because everyone has weapons. Because the big guys are lining up in the slot. Yeah. I, I do want to touch on the goalie thing a little bit more. Soccer goalie would be hard as hell. It would be soccer goalie? That'd be hard. so hard. Yeah. Soccer goalie is hard, but I would say – Personally, it feels like a hockey goalie is harder because you might take 40 shots in a game and like you, you dictate a, a soccer goalie might only see three shots on goal in a game. Yeah, I would say physical physicality, hockey goalie is tougher, but like mentally, like the pressure of a nation or the pressure of like a premier league team or like, but like the mental pressure is like tough. And like going up against a guy like Messi or Ronaldo or, or Neymar, like any of those guys who just can sling it right at yeah. your face. But and you're also protecting. have to take Connor McDavid too. coming right at them. Yeah, but your goal is so much bigger too in, in, in soccer. Yeah, the ball's not coming at 115 miles an hour, though. Yeah, and that puck is, the puck that is, puck is slight. flying. Yeah, it's little too. But you could also just like take it off the dome or take it to the chest and you're fine. Yeah. I mean, I think they're very similar. Obviously <laughs> you're playing basically the entire, you're playing the exact same position. It's just two different sports, but you in both sports have the ability to really, really significantly impact the game. Oh yeah. Because I mean, if, if you shut out the other team, the chance of you winning is so, so high. It's like astronomical. It's like having DeGrom. Yeah. Well, so she, it should be like having Degrom, right? But unfortunately, if the Mets bats can yeah, come alive, the, the uh, I don't know how many to go to your point, Nick. How many uh, pucks you're doming or taking off the uh, chest <laughs> chesticles here? That sounds like a like a rough life. Um, but those are some great questions we had from the fans. Uh, yeah, real quick show today. Um, quick shout out to Russ for um, breaking Oscar Robertson's all time triple double record most ever in his career. Uh, do you guys have any records that you're looking at that mean a lot to you? Yeah. I need someone to break that home run record so badly. I'm I mean, that's going to be a long time to me, a long time. I would love to see someone break DiMaggio's hit streak. That's, I mean, that's talked about as one of the hardest ones in all of sports. It's impossible. 56 games. To even I mean, get to 30 games is nonsense. And we rarely see that. Every now and then you see guys at 30 games, you're like, what? That's crazy. Especially with the like how pitchers pitch these days. How guys swing these days. Yeah. Strikeout rates are so much higher. Exactly. It's guys don't walk. They're just shooting for the moon. But DiMaggio record is tough. 
Tough. That's a tough one. That's a good question, Toss. I mean, I'd love to see another NBA player hit 100 points. I don't know if that's ever going to happen again. More likely than DiMaggio, I'd say. I agree. I agree. I, I mean, in today's modern NBA, someone could wet on. Someone could definitely do it, but it, I don't think it would mean as much as Wilt's 100 or Kobe's 81. Sure. Yeah, I mean, there's like it's definitely diminished value because of the way the game is played, and it's just someone hits points. 17 threes. Yeah, like we're at 51 points already. It's plausible. It's combat, which is completely quick boring. math. Nice. Thank you, bro. It doesn't always go away. Um, you just started a new trend. Uh, you started collecting shoes, right? I did. How many you got right now that you, that you're collecting? What are they? Me, I got the Harden uh, Future Natural Fives. Are you about to roast me for what I do with my shoes? Uh, um, I, I knew where this was going. I'm not going to roast you. I just want to be like, we just got to keep back what you get every, every episode. If you get a new sh- Kyrie sh- said, I've, I've, I personally bought hard and future natural fives, a pair of Kobe's just the zooms, just like Laker colors. Um, spider Adidas issue twos in which looks like, you know, just Spider-Man style. And then my mom, because she's a Jewish mother, and I told her I was starting this collection, bought me one pair of shoes, which haven't come in yet. Nice. And they are? They are custom Kyrie Sevens. Nice. You can make. You can I just, I just want to let the listeners know what you're getting now. I mean, do you want to know what I have my eye on? Fun thing. Sure. I want the CB Charles Barkley '94 Air Maxes USA colors. I want the Mellow. Okay, uh, there's gonna be a lot, aren't there? You have a wish list. Just, no, this is just like three. Okay. Um, the uh, Jordan Ones University Blues University colors. I love that one. That, those yeah. ones are sick. Those ones are sick. That's there. That's a price point. I think I'm gonna try to get the Zion Noahs at Drop Friday, and I'm gonna try to get the PG PlayStation collab, PG Five PlayStation collab at the end of the month. Got it. And when are you going to start wearing the shoes? Never. <laughs> How absurd is that, folks? He's he's collecting shoes but not wearing them. Maybe, like, I, you guys are shitting on me so much, I'm debating whether to just cave and, like, wear them or, like, say fuck y'all and just never wear them. I don't I think, think it matters. If they're, if they're basketball shoes, if you, I kind of understand the aspect of you collecting basketball shoes that are, like, made for the court. But if you're collecting shoes for style and fashion that aren't supposed to be played with, then you should wear them. Well, no, they're, yeah, these are basketball shoes. Okay. I'm not, I'm not like, collecting cowboy boots and just leaving them around that I wear all the time. <laughs> well, that would, I feel like that would be a little bit more understandable than just collecting basketball shoes. In my opinion, I think I'm going to be able to work in cool display. You for can minute. build your own boot barn. <laughs> Josh's boot barn. Yeah. I mean, the idea is that even if you have a display, you're just showing people your shoe collection Josh. i don't know i shoes are wearable art in my opinion that's a great argument yeah to it me, is I, have a, I some sometimes i like doing things for me surprise uh, i feel that you also have a hat collection but you wear a lot of those hats you wear all those hats some of them i don't though some of them i never wear N- now that but i think that's about only it, because of the amount now that i think about it to wear would you right. ever if you had enough money yeah would it be a goal of yours to own your own boot barn like you own your own boot store like this no, is just- I, I would i would want i would want to own my own hat store actually i've thought of that 
that is like a like a thrift hat show, like store you know, like you know, hat. Yeah. not like lids, right not like a chain no like you know how like or just the kind of like some kind of like i'm really into this shoe thing i'm so into this shoe thing now i think the more i'm just like eating up learning about it more and more every day and like i think it's just you know just a cool culture um i love retro shit and so in sports so something along those lines is like a store like that like people want to open up restaurants like that's like i could i could totally see you moving to austin and owning a a boot store anything is possible when i move down there i think that for your shoe collection the barkley one makes sense the jordan one makes sense these are classic shoes and there is a set amount of them out in the world now, the James Harden ones that you have, I looked at to purchase as my current basketball shoes. And I am not a shoe snob, which means that you can't really have those as part of the collection. It's That's my pushback. It's attainable. It's if there's like, if, there's if like, I can go they have and an type in basketball board. shoes in the right. first $115 shoe on the market is one that you have. Eh. Well, right. I, I like them because they're also part of me collecting them while rock and roll. Uh, I want to have one of every player's shoe. Yeah, but I think there's cooler signature shoes that you can go after that are like more premium drops. You know, like there's on an Adidas or Nike, they've got drops where it's like, all right, to, to get this shoe, you know, there's only like limited stock. You have to join the wait list. And you have to join a queue kind of like NFTs, right? Or like NBA Top Shot, something like that, where it's collectible. Yeah, like that right. makes sense. But like, like going- You get like, the Kyrie's- They're, they're like Dick's Sporting Goods or the Locker. And like buying a James Harden shoe, and they've got like 90 in stock still, doesn't really make a ton of sense to me. It's okay. I'm having a starting point. Like not every hat I got at the All top right. Well, when you retire the James Harden ones, just give me the shoes so I can play in them. <laughs> Nothing's getting retired. I'm guess the same size. I, I just don't want people to see your collection and be like, huh, this is a collection. They won't. Trust Are you me. The if they size? see that shoe, well, they will. Be... If they see that shoe, they will. Are you all be, the same I've size? Always... What's our studio? Ten and a half, ten. Yeah, same size. Uh, I've shown a couple people my shoe collection. Some thought it was heat. Now I'm leaving it lie. Who named them on the on the pod? Cody Stroll. No, <laughs> shout out to his family. <laughs> my boy Jesse thought it was hot. We were talking about shoes. We'll both be at the Noah one with the Noah drops for Zion ones. We'll both be at the PG thirteen uh, drops for the P five um, collab. Schnitzer. <laughs> All right, I'm done. The uh, our boy Eric, the guy that collects jean jackets yeah well hey at least he collects um he's a sneakerhead for sure <laughs> anything any any brands you want to shout out today bet online obviously they're the best online sports book out there we love them nick anything for you or you're good uh just bet online as well shout out to everyone's family shout out to everyone's family and when we say bet online shout out to my boy mark schweitzer whose birthday it is today who's taking us to the laker game really oh. nice dude I have to go buy it. I have to go buy like a sign and I have to go buy a poster from CVS and a marker. That reminds me. I'm going to say happy birthday, Mark Schweitzer, get it into the game, have the marker in the back pocket, then have Nick write in his handwriting. Sorry. We banged your mom. <laughs> you can put it on the back. No, I'm going to put it below. I'm going to have happy birthday, Mark Schweitzer up top. And then I'm going to leave a space below. And then when we get there, rip it. That's going to be taken away for sure. <laughs> We'll see. We're we're in his boss's. Does box. Nick have me and my roommate know um, know a guy who went to the because the Raptors Raptors are playing in Florida, right? Yeah. So they're playing NBA games. They went to a Raptors game. Him and his buddy dressed in like full suits, 
and wrote it on a sign. We, we missed prom for, for the Raptors. And they like got on like the Raptors social media and like, and like their, their telecast as well. And like, I guess the, um, the announcers were like, I don't know if those guys were going to prom. They look like they've got a couple of adult beverages in their hands. <laughs> and the comments on Twitter was like, thank you to the Raptors for stopping these 35 plus year old men from going to some random prom. Yeah, that's people are great sometimes sometimes yeah. they're really shitty and terrible on social media but it's just so random it's like this guy is like it's so random because he just is in florida he's like hey you want to go to the raptors game dress up put a sign on that says we miss prom for the raptors yeah it worked it works it Honestly, works crushed it I works think so that's the, what's gonna happen tonight hopefully hopefully mark's mom works i think the kicker in the sign is sorry we banged mark's mom so it's, it sounds like it's more than one person that did it. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> I think that's hopefully the difference maker. If it was I, it was like, all right, that's like whatever. But if I, it's like we, it's like, damn. I, I think we got to keep it more PG-13 than that. So we can actually, no pun intended, well, he's not where I'm seeing him play, but uh, <laughs> but same, same center. I think we got to keep it more PG-13 though so we can get viral. Sorry we kissed your mom, Mark, on the lips. Still mm. to suggest work in progress, work in progress. No, you, well, you guys got plenty of time. Yeah. Um, cool. Fans out there. Drag both feet in bounds. Swing on a full count. Rip that puck. Hit that putt. Hit your PKs because they free and hit your free throws. Why guys? Because they are free. We out you. We love you. We sitting here. I'm supposed to be the franchise player. We in here talking about practice. Clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History title. Tie game. Gives it to Jenkins for the championship. He's going for the corner. He's got it. Bases loaded. Two out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.